In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to another episode of Eating While Broke. Today we have sisters Crystal Jones and Kendra Settle, owners of Uplift Us Marketplace. Uplift Us Marketplace is a retail store that dedicates 100% of its shelf space to black entrepreneurs to proudly sell their products while offering consumers a place to actually shop black. You don't have to go all over the internet, guys. You can go to one store and, and you can actually buy their products. Online. Online. Yes. Yes. Eating while broke. Today, what do you have us eating? So today we're making um, actually a meal that I still love. It's tuna casserole. And it came back from when I was, I had three kids by the time I was 24. Mm -hmm. So I used to make this because it's good and it goes a long way. Yes. And it's affordable. I think this meal costs roughly five, six bucks. Yeah. At the most. And it's got a white sauce. So it it looks like it's going to taste really good. Um, Can you tell us what are the ingredients? Yes. So the ingredients um, are egg noodles, Mm -hmm. Campbell's cream of mushroom soup, Mm -hmm. a can of tuna, and cheddar cheese. Awesome. So did you come up with this yourself or did you Google it? You know what? Honestly, I don't remember. No, mom made this when we were little too. Okay. Yeah, our mom used to make it when we were little. Okay, okay, okay. Awesome. 
So why don't you start us off? Okay, so first I'm going to take the egg noodles mm -hmm. and uh, put them in this pot. Mm -hmm. And just so you guys know that's listening, we pre-cooked them a little bit so we will eat faster because it's only a 30-40 minute shoot. But on average, the meal, the noodles only took like eight minutes to cook. Yeah, exactly. So you just, um, you know, boil the noodles, drain the water, mm -hmm. which it's already done here. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of heating it back up in mm -hmm. the pot. And then I'll take the tuna first. Oh, then, so tuna goes first. Yeah, so then I'll take the tuna and get it in here so that can get heated up. Usually it's just for a pack of egg noodles. It's just one can, larger can of tuna. And mix that in there. That sounds a little crazy, but it's no, no. Delicious. I used to mix my uh, tuna with mac and cheese. Oh, really? Oh, but really? I don't know. Yeah. When no, I don't, when I mention it in my house, my husband looks at me like I'm white. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't like bragging about it. But it actually sounds it's, good. It's really good. Yeah. You know, my husband thinks the same thing actually about this meal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> but I like it. Kids like it. So. Yeah, it looks like it's, it looks like quality for budget. Yeah, exactly. And I've never had the cup of mushroom soup or any of that, no, so. No, this, I use this for actually a lot of things. Yeah. So, yes, I add the, um, a little bit of Lori's seasoning salt just to give it a little bit of flavor. You don't mm -hmm. want it, you know, to be bland. Mm -hmm. You can add pepper if you want, which I will add a little bit of that as well. So, when was the last time you ate this dish? You know, it's funny because my uh, my daughter, who's 21, still asks for me to make it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I made it maybe about a month ago. Okay. About okay. a month ago. I don't make it very often now, but it is requested from time to time. So So you said this, you made this uh, when you were 24, you were uh, your mom. Yes. Is this when you started your entrepreneurship? Because I know you started. You, you've been an entrepreneur for quite some time, both of you guys. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, We started entrepreneurship a little bit, well, no, actually right around then, maybe about around when then. I was well, about 25, 26, right? Yeah, I think so, because I had chat, I was about 27. Yes, so, so we yeah. opened okay. an indoor play center at okay. the time together. We were, right. We've been partners forever. Yes, so. yes, <laughs> yes. and I had, uh, we <laughs> and I had two little boys uh, when we opened the first business. Okay. Yeah. So it seemed like, w were you guys trying to fill a, a need then? You know, we've just always had the entrepreneurship bug. Like mm -hmm. we just always came up with these great ideas. I think one day we were just talking and I had an idea of like, let's open an indoor play center. Mm -hmm. And she got excited by the idea. And you know what, our energy just kind of bounces off of each other mm -hmm. to where we get excited and we just go for it. Yeah, so mm -hmm. one little spark of an idea, then all of a sudden we're like, oh, we could do this, we could do that. And then next thing you know, so how, how do you fund these ideas when you're like, okay, I have this idea, let's go. Right. Whew. Yeah, well, <laughs> Tiny Town, we actually funded that with loans. We did. Okay. Yes. And um, thankfully, we had like really good credit, so we were able to get a loan uh, to open it. And it, 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 it didn't take a lot. No. Um, the cost wasn't too high to open it because we just had to rent a, you know, an empty space. Yeah, it rent an empty, a large empty space. Mm -hmm. It was like 4,000 um, square feet. Mm -hmm. And we just filled it with fun things, jumpers and, and oh, for nice. us, because we had little kids and, you know, we right. were always doing other things. We really kept the parents in mind. So okay. we set it up to where the parents could sit, relax, watch TV, drink coffee mm -hmm. and watch their kids play. With nice. Them having to be yeah, a part of, it. of course. And so the parents 
Absolutely loved it. Loved yeah. That. So you were definitely feeling a need. Yeah. Oh yeah. Feeling absolutely. a need. Okay. So now fast forward to Uplift Us Marketplace. Mm-hmm. What was going on at the time where you guys decided we're going to create this retail store and we're going to support 100% Black-owned businesses? Oh, okay. So that was during the um, it was during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, we were all home. And, you know, everything was happening. It was a major movement at that time with George Floyd, everything going on. Yeah, exactly, BLM. And we were trying to be really conscious about shopping black, Mm -hmm. you know, and it had to be online. Um, And it was difficult. It was, oh, sorry. Yeah, (laughs) no, you can go. At the same time, um, one one day I just like vegged out on TV because we were home during the pandemic and I watched like a ton of uh, documentaries on Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And as I was watching those documentaries, one, I was just so moved by seeing the images of Black Wall Street yeah. years ago and then just hearing the statistics now about, um, you know, how long the black dollar circulates, which is only six hours, unfortunately. And that's compared to the white dollar. Mm-hmm. Compared to every other really dollar, any yeah. other community, oh, right. oh, any other white, community. which circulates for 30, 45 days. So, you know, that creates a huge huge gap in our communities and in just everything that we have. Mm-hmm. Now, I was a little confused when that, like I was doing some research and and you talk about the black dollar circulating. Mm-hmm. I guess my question comes in, like if the black market has so much buying power, why is it circulating at such a small time frame? Yes. Well, that's not where we're spending our money. You yeah, know. So we have the second highest spending power in the United mm-hmm. States. But when you look at the products in any major retailers or even small retailers, we only have 3% of the shelf space. Wow. So when you go and you're spending your money, nine times out of 10, you're spending it on, you know, products made by other people, which there's nothing wrong with that. But we found that, you know, it's just difficult to find the products that are made by us because they're not on the shelf. Right. Yeah. So, but this also goes back to, you know, before George Floyd, you know, I think Target started to pick up black brands, but Mm -hmm. when they did, you saw the hate mail come through for them picking up a black brand. I know after Black Lives Matter, brands started to become conscious. And I honestly think that the only reason why George Floyd had like such a positive impact was we were in a pandemic. There were no sports to to fluff us over. Right, exactly. People literally had to face music because this had been going on for years. For years, black, black people have asked for equal opportunities in retail and have been producing, it's not like these products don't exist. It's not like black entrepreneurs don't exist. It's not like our dollars don't exist. Our buying power doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And there's high quality black products out there to use, hair care. There's even toothpaste I saw. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely not from a lack of quality or lack of availability. It's just being able to have the opportunity in and find it. Yeah, and it's a, well, I guess the problem area would be the lack of distribution. Exactly. And that's where I uplift us marketplace. You know, I'll tell you from experience, I was walking through the Fox Hills Mall. You know, I'm used to seeing your typical brands, your Foot Lockers, your Champs, you know, whatever traditional stores we all grew up with. And I came across your store and it was like, we support, you know, over, I think it was like over 80, all, 80% mm-hmm. of your products in your store are black owned. Oh, and I was, oh, 100 owned, but over yeah. 80 black owned brands. Every, oh, right. okay. Yes. 100% right. black owned and over 80 brands right and i stopped in my tracks and said oh my gosh you know (laughs) and i remember you know when the black lives matter movement i did have that urge to say 
I, I want to shop black, yeah. right. but shopping black wasn't as easy and accessible. You know, right. you have your one or two brands that got picked up by major retailers since, you know, George right. Floyd. And then honestly, for me, it's just really not authentic enough for mm -hmm. me. I feel like we almost had to like literally die to get that distribution. <laughs> right, right. And to be, to walk into your store, of course I was like, okay, this is great that it has all these black products. So I immediately walked over to your, you know, I checked out the products. The products were amazing. Everything you could imagine from food right. to clothing to bonnets to to a whole bunch of different items. By the way, me and my daughter now have matching bonnets. Oh, um, love it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what I thought was I wanted to ask the person that worked there. I just had to know because of what happened with Target. And I'm not trying to sing out Target or any major retailer, but I felt like they're obligation to support us was more out of obligation right. and I had to know if uplift us marketplace was black owned because mm -hmm. you do see that a lot where yes you know try and represent right you know, black exactly and black yeah and that's what we were finding that's also we yes because in our mission once our consciousness was raised and we were trying to seek out black products some things weren't and we were like oh my gosh I bought this thinking you know that yeah. I'm supporting mm -hmm. and it wasn't and then, of course, shipping fees and everything. And that's where the idea came from. Right. We were like, you know what? We need a space that we can go to. Right. To yeah. Reasons. And it's so funny because when she had the idea, I immediately thought, like, um, I thought of the space. I was thinking, I want it to be beautiful. Like, I yeah. want it to be just like that farmhouse look, just something that people wouldn't expect. Yeah. And right. it's so funny because when we started telling people like, oh, we're opening a store that sells, you know, all black owned products and everyone's reaction was, oh, you're opening a swap meet? Yeah. A swap yeah, meet. Like, that's right. That's what they were picturing. That, that they were, right. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, no. No, we wanted to raise the bar. Like, you know, it's going to be a space where it's absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And when you walk in, you're surprised and um, you're, you're proud. A you're Nordstrom-like experience. Yeah, exactly. You're proud to shop there. And kind of going back to what you said, and you could definitely serve us while we're discussing this. Oh, I'm yes, hungry. I agree with you in the sense where people thought, oh, okay, swap meet, because I think maybe a part of the reason why I even asked if it was black owned or what have you mm -hmm. could have been the fact that it was such a nice store to walk into. It was like, oh, okay, is this really, and that's, I guess that's kind of bad. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's, you know, it's it's, it's reality. Seen. It's yeah. reality, but exactly. We and we want to change that whole because also, and, and this is just to be quite honest. Sometimes, um, even talking to people about trying to shop black, I would hear people say, oh, "I tried to support a black business, and I got attitude. I didn't have good customer mm -hmm. service." We want to change that perception. That's yeah. not right. what it is. Yeah. We have. Right. Black entrepreneurs out here working hard, creating quality products, and we'll give you the service. So we figure, you know, we'll, we'll be that standard. Yeah. We'll make a place mm -hmm. where we know we're going to be, you know. Yeah, it was, that. it's beautiful. It's a beautiful experience. The customer service was above mm -hmm. par. Now, yeah. as we get into this meet, I have to, we have to <laughs> sample your eating while yes. brokenness. Thank you. All right, let's see. Hope here we go. Mm-hmm. 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 It's pretty good. tasty, right? It's very tasty. Mm. I'm going to go in for a second bite. <laughs> and this is tuna casserole. tuna casserole. Tuna casserole. Easy. Is this your first time having tuna this casserole? This is my very first time having tuna oh, casserole. So what about a 20-minute meal? Yeah, if that. Mm -hmm. Real quick. You can put it in the oven if you want, but mm -hmm. stovetop's fine. 
And I could see why your daughter still asked for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's affordable mm -hmm. for all you college students out there. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> it's a good alternative to ramen mm -hmm. versus us tweaking ramen all the time. Yeah. So when you were creating Uplift Marketplace, um, I'm pretty sure you guys had some hard milestones to hit mm -hmm. or some challenges. Can you share with us what some of those challenges were? Um, I think probably the startup cost was probably the first challenge. Um, we ended up funding everything ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, we got help. We got some help from some family and friends, mm -hmm. um, but just trying to, I would say, get the funds to the start funds the business. Yeah, would be on the the business side of it yeah. the hardest thing because you know we were a business coming out of nowhere, so mm -hmm. applying right. for loans and everything. They're like. Yeah, but you're in business. What are yeah. your sales? Like, we have none. So. Especially right. during PP, uh, the, the exactly. a pandemic. Right. Like, you're opening a business during the exactly. pandemic. Exactly. A retail store at that. They're like, the malls are closed. And <laughs> when you were hit with those hurdles, no part of you was like, mm, maybe we should wait till the world opens up. No. You know what? <laughs> we laugh at ourselves all the time. We're just not geared that way. Once we have an idea right. and we think it's good, we, we are going for it. go and we so. go hard. Yeah. So you started, ironically, I would have thought that you would have started e-commerce, but you went directly into retail. Yes. During a pandemic. Well, I have to stress that during a yes, pandemic, during a you're pandemic. like, hey, guys, I know it's going to cost you a lot of money. Right. We're going to invest our personal dollars, husband and, you know, husbands and children. We're going to invest mm -hmm. our personal dollars into a retail store to support yes. black owned businesses in the middle of a pandemic when people are locked in their house. Right. I want I just want to know the thought process. We felt like everyone was hungry for the same thing because mm -hmm. like you said before, sports was going on and everyone's attention was on what was happening mm -hmm. in the United States when it came to, mm -hmm. you know, black lives and just everything that was going on. So we felt like this is the time. It you know, despite the pandemic, everything else, everyone's awareness is heightened right mm -hmm. now. Right. And we had to jump on that. Um, also, launching e-commerce first, it's like that was part of our hurdle at first, is okay. finding everything online, not seeing the quality, feeling it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. We wanted them to see it and feel it. And honestly, we were thinking a lot smaller when we had the idea. We were thinking of maybe we'd have 15 companies into, yeah. in the store. And how do you find these companies? All right, yeah. so we start, we kind of just put the word out there. We were looking on Instagram. We reached out to a few companies that looked like they had like really good products, something unique, you know. We set up meetings. Right, we set up meetings, met with them, and word spread. Next yes. thing you know, we had 60, well, wow. we had hundreds of companies contact us yes. to get into the store. And that shows how big the demand was. Exactly. Showed the and, demand. And that's right. hundreds. You said hundreds of companies reach yes. out to oh, you guys. Oh, yeah. Hundreds reached out. And still. Reach out. I and mean, still. We have a daily. right now. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, yeah. Um, so that's, that is part of what sparked us. And yeah. then seeing them come in and these people, they didn't know us from a can of paint. Yeah. Right. They hadn't built the space, but they believed in the idea, too, and they mm -hmm. were willing to put their products there yeah. and trust us with them. Wow. And we were like, this is... This and it felt good. Needed. It felt right. You know, once we start feeling everyone's energy mm -hmm. uh, to our next thing, you know, we had 60 brands that we narrowed it down to to start with. Yeah. Wow. And when I say our grand opening <laughs> was phenomenal, we, there were it was it opened at what, 12? It mm -hmm. went from 12 to five. It was supposed to. Go from 12 it was five. supposed to go from 12 to five. We had a line wrapped around the corner the entire, the entire day. day. It and, was overwhelming. Wow. Yeah. So the demand was for surely there. It was there. And it's it crazy sure. because you feel now hearing this, you feel like I, I 
for lack of a better word, I feel like there's chains. There's still those barrier of mm -hmm. chains that's wrapped yes. around black and brown folks. Absolutely. Yes. Because here you open a store, over 100 brands are reaching out like, please give me the distribution. Yes. Yeah. And then you have customers Please sell me the product. <laughs> yeah. right. And then you look at our buying power, which is what, 1.7 billion, you said? I or one, so. $1. Yeah. $1.7 billion mm -hmm. buying power, and yet only 3% of our products are in the market available exactly. to us. And you guys had to literally look under rocks and softly, you, you spread the word, but the word spread all on the its own. Right. The great thing about it is because we have all of these businesses within our business, they're all spreading the word about where right. to find wow. products. Exactly. So it's a great collaboration. and. We see it going very far because of, of course, the need yeah. and mm -hmm. we're I, excited. I had so much pride and like love and I can't even describe the emotion when I saw your store. I said, oh, you know, I was with my daughter. <laughs> I, was, I felt like I had been locked out of a room with the steak in the inside and I had been starving. And here right. it's like, yo, oh, there's a, just it. a glass wall between us and it the door opened yeah. and it was... Yeah. It was a sense of pride, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's what we want to give. Right. We want the uh, businesses to be proud to have their stuff there, mm -hmm. and we want every customer to feel proud when they come in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have all nationalities coming in shopping, and mm -hmm. all of them are feeling that same pride and yeah. excited right. to support yeah. and excited You're to excited shop. to spend yeah. the dollars. Yeah. Like, exactly. I, don't, I don't think I even looked at the price tag and said, is this too much? You just feel like this yeah. is a mission-based price too, yeah. you know? Yeah, you're shopping with purpose, yeah. you know? Yeah. And because the products are, like I said, they're high-quality products. They're for everyone. They're made by black mm -hmm. um, people, but they're for everyone. Everyone, yeah. yeah. And, um, and really, our price points are really good. I would say no one's really jacking their prices up mm -hmm. or whatnot. They're good prices, and they're all small businesses on top mm -hmm. of black-owned businesses. So it is a purpose. Every sale, I mean, we're excited. <laughs> yes. Every sale is really making a difference. Right. So what would you say, and I hate to point, on, like, focus on pain points, but I know as an entrepreneur, it's like we walk up, we see this beautiful store location, we see sisters that actually get along, which, <laughs> shout out to my sister, because, you know, she barely answers my phone calls right now. Um, but you have sisters, you know, and everything looks great from the outside. But I kind of want to, unpackage kind of the the weeds to how you bloom to flowers sort of say you <laughs> well, know right um as far as our journey opening yeah well i will say again because we're we're working mothers that is hard trying yeah. to find that balance to put in enough time to make the business successful and enough time doing all the mother things wife things everything that you need to do it's it's a constant struggle it is I don't know when that'll go away, but we're in the middle of that battlefield yeah. right now. I have a question as a mom. I have two questions. <laughs> okay. Do you, where do you, I would say, lose your balance? Like, I know for me, like, cooking has, like, I don't even remember the last time I cooked. My husband yes. has became the chef. Like, he's cooking, <laughs> yeah. he's cooking things that right. I'm like, oh, the house smells yeah. great. Like, oh, you became a chef, you know? Yes. Right. So is that, like, I'm, I'm sure something has to give, right? Yeah. Where are the sacrifices? It does. Um. Uh, that's definitely been one of the sacrifices for me. Thank goodness my husband enjoys cooking and cooks. But, I mean, I'm so exhausted by time. I mean, if he asks what's for dinner, I try to plate it. Like, I, I, don't, I can't even eat a <laughs> You're like, tuna casserole? Yeah, tuna right. I'm great at ordering. But, yes, yeah. that's definitely one of the things that, um, that I just don't do like I used to. And... Yeah. 
my days just feel long. I'm going to bed later because that's my time when the kids are asleep to say, okay, let me work on this. Let me work on that. Yeah. And I, I would say for me, thankfully, uh, during the pandemic, while we were home, I taught my boys who are 14 and 18 how to cook. Mm-hmm. So we oh, kind wow. of, that that has been, they have been so helpful yeah. with this. Because like if I come home exhausted, I say, you know, I'll buy something for one of them to cook, mm-hmm. which is great. But I would say the, the biggest struggle, struggle comes in where when I'm exhausted and my 14 year old needs help with his homework mm-hmm. and I'm oh. tired, you yeah. know? And before I would have the energy for that, but you know, they're understanding. I just feel bad yeah, that course, sometimes I just don't have the energy for and what that's they the need thing. It's like if you're giving all your energy at one point to the business, then you feel bad at home. If, you're, yeah. if you shift that and now you're giving most of your energy at home, you're like, oh, the business would be doing better if I did yeah. this. So it's really just trying to find that balance, right. being easy on ourselves, and for me, all my kids are, you know, pretty much old enough to understand. So communicating with them mm-hmm. and say, you know, I'm here if you need me, if something's important, but this is also something I'm working on. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's
Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Has the business hit the, all the milestones you imagined? Did it exceed it or did it miss a couple? Um, we're still working at we're that. We're still working at Yeah, like we're really trying to build our online business. Mm -hmm. We just launched that February 1st. So that's been a lot of work. And we that's upliftusmarketplace.com. Exactly. Upliftusmarketplace.com. Amazing <laughs> products online, mm -hmm. fast shipping. Yeah. Um, so trying to grow that part of it has been a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, the marketing, you know, things like that. So we haven't because hit. We're, because we don't have the funds to hire someone to do our marketing mm -hmm. and hire yeah. someone to build our website. Do I mean, Have you reached out to some everything. of our influencer friends out there, our black and brown we ones? We have not, but we, we need oh, to. Okay. Yeah, we okay. need to. I'll yeah. holler at some of them Please for you. Please do. I'll holler yes. at some yes. of them. Yes. I'm going to holler at some yeah. of them for you. Because that does help. We do Of course, that yeah. You look at Fashion Nova and yeah. they... We were just talking. Fashion Nova, actually, where we tape for all you listeners in the Panorama City Mall, Fashion Nova, the young man that owns it, who just bought like the most expensive home in LA. Yes. Um, his founding store is actually here in Panorama City Mall. What? Really? And so ownership of the mall always jokes with me about when Fashion Nova, when he couldn't even pay his bills. Wow. And when he had to lie about and his sales. And they used, he would always tell them like, one day I'm gonna be big. And they would all laugh because he was always struggling. Right. right. And he struggled for over 10 years before he's now obviously a, a gazillionaire. Right. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people don't realize that struggle behind Fashion Nova, but it was the digital platform and it was social media, mm -hmm. social media influencers yes. that stepped up and really helped his brand. So I'll definitely holler at you. Thank you. Yeah, that's you. the struggle we're still in. I mean, it's doing great, obviously, mm -hmm. and it's growing every day. New people are finding out about us, but we're definitely not where we want to yeah, be. Yeah, of exactly. Of course. Yeah, it's the awareness is kind of where it's we're. Well, yes. that's why we're doing this show, right? Yes, we appreciate absolutely. Yes, we thank so you so much. <laughs> so Kim Kardashian recently issued a statement. I don't know if you guys have seen it online where she yes. was like, women, my advice is you go out there and work. Mm, I was yeah. torn because I get what she was saying, but I, I hate to say it, but the messenger exactly. was kind of, yeah. it was a little hard. And then, you know, I think Trevor Noah had issued a statement saying, you know, not everyone, you know, some of success yeah. is a little bit of luck. You know, when I look at businesses, I look at, you know, all these elements that could contribute to it, the tipping point, per yes. se. In your guys' case, you know, there was a definite need. The George Floyd situation happened. The need came up. The need kept coming up. The need's been coming up for a while. For a while. But luckily, because of a pandemic, you know, again, a, a whole marriage of forces, you know, allowed it to be successful. But then you have people like, say, Kim Kardashian, that's like, women, go out there and work. What is your what was your stance when you saw that? Uh, yeah, I felt like, like you said, the messenger, you know, yeah. 
And, you, you know, maybe she had good intentions when she was saying that, but I mean, not everyone is in the position to do that. There's so many women that are working hard. They're working yeah. so hard and they just, you know, they're not making nearly as much money as someone else that's not working as hard, yeah. Yeah. you know? And that, I mean, I was in that, those shoes for a long time working right. hard. I mean, I am a hard working person. Yeah, right. And you're juggling a lot. Bit of my, yeah. my soul. And it's just like, if you don't have, you know, some of those those things handed to you. Yeah. 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 I felt felt like for her, it was just like, you're born into wealth. You know, your, your playmates were like Paris Hilton, you know, and added to that, like no disrespect to her, but you know, she did have this, uh, video that came out that also (laughs) helped her career. And granted, I, I I will never take anything away from the Kardashians and the Jenners. Yeah, right. They, they, work work, hard. they work hard. They work hard. But to say the message to other women is to work hard is like, uh, we're yeah. insinuating that we're not working hard already, and we are. Right. And I mean, yeah. imagine how many stores we would have if we could say, oh, Dad, can I have a million dollars? I want to yeah. own two yeah. stores. Or our resources. <laughs> we had all these celebrity friends yeah, that, that can help put yeah. us on. Right. Not yeah, everyone exactly. has the same resources, no matter how hard they work. I mean, what advice do you give to women like yourselves that came from eating while broke days that are moms that are juggling mom, wife and food, you know, putting food on the table and aspiring for their dreams? Like what advice do you give a woman? Ooh. My advice would be um, to be easy on yourself because there's work hard, have your dreams, but there's going to be times when you fail. There's going to be times when you're too tired. There's going to be certain times. And a lot of times as women, I think we hold ourselves to such a standard and we, we're really hard on ourselves that it can get us down. I would say be easy on yourself and go through the journey because that's where you learn so much and that's where you grow so much. And there's so many gems in that. It's just enjoy the journey and be easy on yourself along the way. Right. And self-care. You know, self-care is so important. You know, sometimes we grind and grind, but it's like we're not taking care of our mental and, you know, taking time for ourselves. You burn out, you know. When you say self-care, it kind of reminds me of like self-love. And Mm -hmm. when I describe self-love to other people, it took me almost 30 years, 33, 35 years to figure out what self-love was. I used to think it was just buying yourself some movies, going going on a date with yourself. Oh, that's self-love. But really self-love isn't really that. So... I'm curious, when you say Mm self-care, what does self-care really look like? I would say, well, first of all, you have to have Mm self-love to not feel guilty about self-care, you know, Mm -hmm. like to where, you know, if you need to say no, say no. If, you know, if you don't have the capacity when, you know, to do something, it's too much for you, it's okay to say no and to take a break, you know? that's what I mean by be easy on yourself. You can't do everything and be everything. And funny story is who taught me to look at myself is my daughter. When she was about, I want to say maybe eight years old, we were driving in the car. And I mean, I'm from the time I had my oldest daughter, I was mom mode, mom mode. Every, my entire day consisted of that. And we were driving one day and I'm like, what do you guys want to do today? And she says, what do you like to do? And I mean, I literally sat there driving silent. For I don't know how long I'm like, I don't know <laughs> what I right. like to do because yeah. I hadn't right. thought about me in so long. Yeah. And that was really a, a changing point in my life where I started to think about what I like to do and what makes me happy. Other, Obviously, being a mom made me happy. Yeah. But there's stuff outside of that, too. So, yeah, that's yeah. important. Now, 
I, as a mom, sometimes like I'll I'll have an opportunity, financial opportunity, and I'll say, man, I can't turn down that dollar. I don't know when another dollar is <laughs> coming, especially as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I don't know if I can afford to turn it down. But then I'm like, maybe putting too much on my plate. Mm-hmm. When do you know to turn down the checks? Well, I, well, I'd say following your spirit, uh, you know, and sometimes that takes a lot of work to mm-hmm. know how to listen to that, how to follow your spirit when something doesn't feel right, when something's nagging at you, no matter how good it looks, mm-hmm. but something your spirit just doesn't feel right. You have to listen to it. Otherwise, you'll find out later that you should have, yeah. no matter really? how big that dollar is. Oh, and yeah. I also okay. say, too, that like when an opportunity is for you, it's for you and mm-hmm. it's going to be there if you have to, you know, say I can't do it today or I have to do it next week yeah. or I can't do it at all. Mm-hmm. When something's yours and it's your path, it's going to be there. Yeah. It's smooth and it feels right. Yeah. You know? Okay. 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 Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So what are some of the milestones you would like to see happen for Uplift Marketplace? Ooh, I, we'd like to see, um, Awareness across the United States for mm-hmm. one, yeah. you know, that's why another reason why we launched our online store Because we want our products available to everyone, you know, mm-hmm. someone in New York or you know Atlanta or Houston wherever mm-hmm. to be able to purchase our products and to be I guess kind of a household name mm-hmm. yeah. Like oh, I know Uplift us marketplace, you know, and of course we would eventually um, like to open stores and other locations because mm-hmm. Each store that we open, we can provide that many more small businesses and, and Black-owned businesses opportunity. Right. You know, so to do that all across the United States, whenever possible. I like that. Now, as you guys grow, have you have you uh, um, been reached out to by other entrepreneurs of other ethnicities saying, please, I would love to still be in your store. I have a product that maybe caters to the Black, but I'm not Black-owned. No. no really i think most people get it yeah they get the mission yeah and it's it's not a knock to it's just and and i don't want to speak for you guys but the mission is to provide opportunity and access correct and distribution exactly um it's not to omit or to what is what is the correct word not repress right it's um, just I just want to be exclude. Yeah, yeah. We're not trying to necessarily exclude other, you know, even though black brands right. have been excluded for years. I just want to cover right. that topic. We're you know? just, we just want to highlight them. You know, yeah. it's not that. And like we said, they're products for everyone. Mm-hmm. So there yes. may be people that come to our store that. Um, that may not like the idea. They come and they leave really quickly. Other nationalities. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're, they're, but they're a few times, but yeah. for the most part. Yeah, or even some will come in and question by the time, and they have a conversation with us and ask us like, oh, what you know, what's going on here? And once we explain what we're doing, they love it. Yeah. They appreciate it. You know, most of them, they get it. Have you had any negative feedback? Online, we've yeah. gotten a couple of comments before that, you know, we're, again, we're excluding people and it's, it's they're more about diversity and that type of thing. And, you know, that's okay. There's always going to be those mm-hmm, people because mm-hmm. some people just don't get it. They're coming from a place of opportunity. So they don't understand us trying to create that opportunity it, for ourselves. You do know? you point them back to the name of the store? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's I called Uplift Us. I right. actually have, you know, gone back and forth, but, you know. Some people some just people won't just get it. To it. Yeah. When you and guys okay. were coming up with the name, I'm sure a bunch of names came around. Yes. How did you guys <laughs> land on Uplift Us? I think the word came to me first, yeah. the word Uplift. And and then we played with the marketplace. I think when we said Uplift, we're like, that's it. Like, because that's yeah. what we're doing. Right. And I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> we were just bouncing things off. I was like, oh, li- I like that. And then we had to kind of find a symbol that went along with it. Um, and 
the hands just uplifting. Yeah, it just it just hit. We just knew that like was it. This feels too. right. Okay. Yes. And then when you guys uh, got into retail, for anyone that doesn't know brick and mortar, how, what does that process look like? Do you have to prove a lot of stuff? To, to be able to say, let me sign that lease? Yes. Or do you yes. have a lot of cash? It was Tell me. quite overwhelming. Yes. To where, yeah, halfway through, I called her. I said, what have we gotten ourselves into? Yeah, we're like, can we do this? I mean, yeah. things that we had never done before between plans and the stuff you had to submit. It was the a permits, lot. The permits, the design. You had to have permits to, oh, to buy a retail space? To, well, to rent the or to rent. Right. In, in the mall, yeah. yes. There's a lot of requirements that you have yeah. to hit. And, and insurance is right. All that. Was the insurance crazy? I'm not going to lie. Insurance cares. When people tell me insurance, I'm like, oh, (laughs) who can fraudulently create this paper for me? Right. It's a lot. To get the work done in the store and Mm. the contractors and all that. Because, like, my husband is very handy. He does all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking, oh, we'll get the space and my husband will go and do everything. (laughs) And they're like, oh, no, you need a contractor with all this. Millions of dollars of insurance. insurance and stuff. And that, of course, changes the budget drastically. And then just everything that goes yeah, it was overwhelming. We were looking at each other like, shoot. And no part of you was like, run for the hills, run for the hills? Yes. Or did yeah, you already yeah, have the we, money invested and was like, okay, we can't at turn. one point, and we just kept saying, no, we can, just, we can do it. Yeah, because you know what I told myself? Because it, as a whole, it just felt overwhelming. And then I told myself, look, there's so many other stores in this mall. If they can do it, we can do it. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. And then we had that conversation. We said, okay, let's look. Because they sent you this email with like. Yeah, it was like a list incredible. Of after we had signed the lease, right? After after we signed the lease. Yes. Oh my God. And, and you gave him a check. Yes. yes. Oh, that's so horrible. So then we get the yeah. list. So then and we get the like, list and we're like, what? oh my God. So we told each other, okay, when, you know, at our breaking point where we're probably both ready to be in tears. And we said, let's break it up in pieces. Yeah, exactly. I'll take this small piece. I'll take this small piece. And we're just going to eat away at it until yeah. we get everything. Yeah, ignore everything else. Handle this. Because yes. if, like, you look at it at a whole, it was too overwhelming. Yeah. It you was know, just like forget the check we gave him. Let's go. And <laughs> during all of this, none of you guys broke out in a sister fight. No. 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 What? You know what? I find it so hard to believe that there was no sister fight. You know fight. what it is? It's our personalities. Okay. It just happens to just mesh. I'm super easygoing. She's easygoing too, but I'm like yeah. super easygoing. She's, and I'm and easy one for the most part. When I really care about something, I really care, and she knows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me give her that. And then yeah. you know. Yeah, we so call her. Goes. We call her Shug sometimes. Oh, it's like, okay. That's when I really care. About In a loving okay. way. In a loving way. I have, a, I have another question. So there's this brand, Telfair. Have you heard about I it? I have. Yes. So. What are the chances of you guys collaborating? Oh, because now you've been in the marketplace and they're always in high demand, correct? Yeah, like yeah. you can't even get your hands on their back. I feel like they love. need to like work with y'all. I would love, we, we would love just because your mission was that. there yeah. before, right? We have, we have we've talked about having Telfair in the store. We have we would love it, but I can say we do have a purse brand in our store. It's called yes. it's called Susu. Okay, um, high quality. High quality. Like I feel like this purse brand. Mm-hmm. Should be on the lines of Telfair, and okay. it's just oh. about. It's okay, about, I love it. I love it. I fell in love with this purses. I was like, we have to get these purses in here. There's no reason why these, these are these are high quality, high end purses. Nice, nice. But people just, you know, want to carry a purse that everyone knows about. Yeah, but you Telfair know? was a. No, they name. started off and that so way too. Celebrity carried it. Was it Beyonce who carried one first? I think Beyonce is the one that launched them into. Okay, okay, okay. yeah. 
And that's what it's all about. But you know what? It's what I love about Uplift Us is you're going to uplift some brands that are going to be the next tail fairs. They're going to be the next, you know, and I get to, we get to talk about, (laughs) do you remember when such and such, was Susu, what was it? Yeah, Susu. Susu, yeah. When her purse was in here, you know, we were the first one to give her distribution, you know? That is our goal. It just makes us so happy. We just want to see everyone win. We want to see everyone win. It's it's really not even about us. It's just like we want to see these brands win and, and launch and go Mm -hmm. on to greatness and a lot of it is you know mindset too Mm -hmm. with our people we're we're very brand you know Mm -hmm. oriented I guess and we have to get away from that a little bit because Mm -hmm. there are some great quality products and things that aren't necessarily a name brand that you yeah, know mm-hmm. all the time, but to right. feel proud carrying that purse, knowing it's black owned is yeah, and they're beautiful. Right. And not to say you can't still have brand on, yeah. <laughs> you know, brand name purses, but switch it up. Right. So now, if when this episode drops, I'm sure there are going to be a plethora of entrepreneurs that aren't in your retail yes. space <laughs> yes. that are going to be like, I want in. Yes. Yes. What does the process look like for them to get in? Well, so what we do is we get a lot of emails. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll email us. They can go to our email, our website, and email us. And we just kind of go through the emails. We try to, and I apologize to anyone who didn't get a response from us, but it's very overwhelming (laughs) to respond to everyone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, we kind of will go through the emails and kind of make note of either something we don't have, if if it's unique, super high quality. Um, We'll make a separate list. And mm-hmm. once we have space for that product or a need for it, um, mm-hmm. we'll just reach out to them, you know, see if they're still interested, send them the paperwork requirements and everything. Yes. Now, and does the brand have to be a, a, a certain financial level to no. get in? Like, No, we really want to provide the opportunity for just small yeah. businesses. If you have yeah. a good quality product and we'll, we'll look at it, we'll test it and all that stuff to give our yeah. opinion, um, then and yeah. we have the space for it, we're, we're yeah. up for it. They could have just launched it. And wow. if it's phenomenal. A lot of our businesses yeah. launch during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're great. So. Well, thank you both for coming thank by you. and feeding us. We didn't really do a lot of eating. <laughs> I will have to reheat this. Um, and thank you for sharing so much insight on the black dollar and how to circulate it and how you guys are helping circulate the black dollar. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much yeah. for yeah. coming into our store to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Thinking about us for this. That's yes. a great opportunity. Yeah, thank yes. you so much. They're going to change so many people's lives by taking thank the chances you. you guys took and acting yeah. upon them. Like yeah. right thank when that you. impulse hit. That's our you know? prayer. That's yeah. our prayer. Yeah. And somehow you have to teach a lesson on how sisters get along. <laughs> On the next episode of Eating Hell Right. A masterclass on how sisters get along. Thank you guys. Thank you to all our listeners. Uh, check out Eating While Broke wherever you get your podcast. Spotify, Apple, eatingwhilebroke.com. You can even watch our live videos uh, on YouTube. Peace. For more Eating While Broke from iHeartRadio and The Black Effect, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC.